Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. In the Minnesota sports media scene, fans are represented by two different yet equally important groups. The homers who play with positivity and don't like to have fun, and the realists who prosecute the offenders and recklessly speculate. These are their ideas. <laughs> Trying to put that disclaimer here on Mackie and Judd on NBA Free Agency Day. Have you guys ever, can you remember a more just fruitful and fun and speculative period the way that the sports calendars oh have blessed us here? It hit me last week. This, the week that was into today, in 10 years, a 30 for 30. It should like be. it's never going to occur again, hopefully, right? Like think, well, actually, think I, about I, I it. Hope, I hope it does. <laughs> no, no, but I'm the saying, NBA and the NHL I'm should split. definitely get out of get out of the NFL season. Start your seasons on Christmas, but and just have it. All I'm just coincide. saying, I don't want COVID back, but it caused this. Oh, well, <laughs> and we will have, and you you could put. I mean, you had the baseball trade deadline. You had. Free agency in hockey today. Basketball, football, training camp is in full swing. Think about this. It's a blast. It's a blast, and nobody is better equipped to entertain you like Mackie and Judd and our executive producer, Declan Goff. We want titles, and so everything. Now, I preface by saying we want titles. I'm going to provide you guys a list of five realistic names to watch in Timberwolves okay. free agency and Timberwolves' potential trades. I don't know if these five names align ultimately with championship, thus the word realistic. Okay. All right. do, they, do they align with playoff berth? They might align with 10 seed, all right? Okay. And that's really where we're trying to go. For, sometimes there's yeah. steps to be taken that's what I said before championship. Yeah, right? don't, get, don't go too fast. Okay. You'll fall, so, skin your knee. It feels like, just a quick update, because I think a lot of people are probably wondering, uh, all right, what the hell happened to all the Ben Simmons stuff? Wasn't John Collins going to be in the mix for a Wolves trade? And, you know, Miles Turner. So uh, even Pascal Siakam's name has been thrown out there. Like, those are, you know, for the big name sort of, uh, if you landed any of those guys, th- that would be a huge, huge, and kept your core three guys intact. That would be amazing. Um, a couple of updates on that front. So the Sixers are still asking for, according to reports, three to four future first-round picks, additional pick swaps, and an established player. And so it kind of feels like the Timberwolves and other teams have said, I mean, we were interested in Ben Simmons, but 
you guys, like, he missed all of his free throws in the postseason. He refused to shoot in the fourth <laughs> quarter. So, no, we're not going to give up four future for You're not getting a James Harden return for a guy that can't shoot, okay? Yes. Uh, the Knicks and Tom Thibodeau reportedly making a push for Miles Turner as of the last couple of days in Indiana. But I don't think anyone really knows that the Pacers are, are they coming? Are they going? Are they trading? Are they blowing up the nucleus? No one really knows what they're doing. I think they're trying to win now, though. Yeah, and so why would you, like, you're only going to trade Miles Turner for something yeah. that will help you win. I think they're going to try and win right? now again. So, so I don't know. Just, so for right now, it sort of seems all quiet on the Ben Simmons, Don Collins, Pascal Siakam, Miles Turner front, which is kind of a buzzkill. But I got five other names for you guys. Reckless speculation knows no rest on a Monday. Reckless right. If I could get some appropriate music here just to get into the right, right headspace. Cool are we cool with films music? NFL, or is that, is that fine? I think, no, I think always NFL films always music. Always okay. yes. yeah. Whenever we're, I think whenever we're ranking things. I need like a, I'm just trying to think of like a basketball like instrumental Rumble. bed that could work Yeah, out. I was going to say, I mean, there, there's some basketball beds. Yeah, yeah. Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball so that I can go dunk it. <laughs> Recklessly speculate, give me five names I want to hear right now. <laughs> All right, these five names, these five names are presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Uh, in fact, the Timberwolves have helped, due to their sponsorship and support, they've helped Federated and the Federated Challenge raise millions and millions of dollars For Big Brothers, Big Sisters. So a great cause. The Timberwolves are always on the ground level doing great work, fundraising, helping to build the community in the Twin Cities. They've helped raise $41 million since 2005 with the Federated Challenge and Federated Insurance. So uh, some great things happening there. And uh, you can find out more about Federated at federatedinsurance.com, bigbrothersbigsisters.org. I digress. The number one name to watch, in no particular order here, but just like the first name on my list. Yes. So the Wolves have about $8 million to spend below the luxury tax line right now. Um, If they're signing free agents, they can use that money on either their own free agents. So Jared Vanderbilt, uh, Jordan McLaughlin, those are, are, uh, I believe, restricted free agents now. Or they can sign a guy to a mid-level exception type deal. So something something in that, whatever, five, six, seven, eight million dollar range. Or they could do trades. Laurie Markinen reportedly... And I just read an article by John Hollinger this morning. He's linking Timberwolves to Laurie Markkinen. So this would have to be a sign-in trade. Markkinen is seven feet tall. He shoots threes better than most seven-footers not named Carl Anthony Towns. He's not a rim protector in any sense of the word. And for a guy that's seven feet tall, he's terrible at rebounding. But he's a really good offensive player, and he would add some size You'd basically just have like another sniper shooter who's seven feet tall, can guard a couple positions, but defense and rim protection are not going to be at all things that uh, he brings to the table. So Lowry Markinen as just a seven foot sniper sort of perimeter big man to go along with Carl Anthony Towns. You'd have like fourteen feet of three point shooters in those two guys. So Duke has brought up his name for probably a month now as just a possibility, but I guess my question is this. Isn't this team trying to find big men who are competent inside and can rebound and play tough inside? So, like, does this does well, this two ways to beat a team, Judd? You can hold them. This you can hold them, You can hold them down defensively, right. or you can just score two hundred points. But we are talking about <laughs> we are talking about a team that is in dire need of defensive help. So, 
to me, this sounds like fun because you can shoot from the outside. <laughs> but I, but I don't know if it's, I don't know if it gets you where you want to go. I think if we're talking about this ten seed, we are talking about definitely a shift in your defensive philosophy, and probably that includes some guys who c- come here and let's see, how can I say this nicely, like to play defense. So, I'm just envisioning the death like lineup, this? quote unquote, the offensive death lineup of. Lowry Markinen, Carl Anthony Towns, just 14 feet of sniper three-point shooters. And then you have... I love how you put them together. Like they're just one huge man reaching the scoreboard. (laughs) Like like those guys that... that, Those big things they blow up. Wacky waving arm willing too, man. Yeah, they blow around. (laughs) Look at how big those two are. Oh, my God. (laughs) Will we score 140 points? Or will we allow 160 (laughs) points? I mean, imagine marking an on Towns' shoulders, just yep. unblockable shooting threes. You know they what? wouldn't go into the, they wouldn't go inside. But what if they, they did? Then that's the threat. Outside. That's the threat. <laughs> Think about that inside. So you'd have marketing Towns just shooting threes from everywhere. You'd have uh, Malik Beasley. You, I mean, he would be your sixth man basically. But then you'd have D'Lo. Uh, actually, your death lineup would include. Death it would lineup. be D'Lo. Your offensive death lineup: D'Lo, Beasley, and marketing Cat. And you'd give up 170 (laughs) points, but it would be so much fun. Sounds like a wrestling staple. (laughs) The death lineup. The death lineup. It's good. (laughs) Wasn't that what they called the Warriors lineup from a few years ago? And it was like they played small ball and like Iguodala was their center and they were unguardable. So Lowry Markinen, number one name here. Realistic names to watch today, tomorrow as the free agency period continues. Number two, this name popped up last week. Still out there. It would be a trade. Danilo Gallinari. He's got two years, $42 million left on his contract in Atlanta. Atlanta can't keep all their pieces. They've got, I mean, they, they had a nice run of the Eastern Conference Finals, but the reason why you keep hearing John Collins, why you keep hearing Gallinari is because they need to shuffle some things around financially. Um, he's not a rim protector. Again, <laughs> a little bit. A little bit yep. He doesn't but, like defense. But but here's the thing he he's I would put him in a different defensive category than Markinen. Not that you know he's not like lockdown defensive player of the year material, but um, but because he can play like three different positions, maybe four depending on your lineup. You can he can he can guard different positions. He's a better defender than Markinen. He's also a sniper shooter. Um, I want to say he's like thirty going to be thirty three years old. So he doesn't for, quite fit the window. Yeah, he's been around for a while. But he's but he's under contract for a couple more years. If it's between Markinen and Gallinari, I would prefer Gallinari. I think Gallinari brings more to the table. He's just more established, has played in bigger games. Um, so give me between those two, give me Gallinari. He's more expensive, but that's my thought. What's the price tag for his contract? Do you two, have it? So two two years, forty two million. Okay. So you'd have to you'd have to send you could you wouldn't have to match it. Because you could absorb some of that contract into the eight million dollars you have under the luxury tax, but mm-hmm. you probably have to send. I mean, that's the thing. Like, if the Hawks want to keep winning, you'd have to send them something. Like, could you send them Torian Prince, who's at thirteen million, and a pick or something? Um, it would help give them some cap relief, but you'd upgrade players. I haven't thought through like the exact mechanics of the trade yet, but. You could you could get him without giving up one of your three best players, and if you could keep Beasley, that would be even sure. probably even better for you. But uh, Gallinari, all right. The third one here. This gets more into what you're 
I just want offense. I don't even yeah, care. Yeah, you like, just you guys want, all want to protect the you rim. Want the globe I just want sniper shooter. Yeah. You basically just want that. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I just want the fun league pass team. I want like the Warriors, <laughs> the Warriors from like twelve years ago. Um, but the third name on my list here is Raptors big man Chris Boucher. Okay, so he was on nobody's radar like three years ago, but he's twenty eight years old. He has one year, seven million dollars left on his contract in Toronto. And he blocks a ton of shots. He's like a six foot nine power forward who probably plays even a little bit bigger than that. You could put him next to Towns as a rim protector. And the bonuses, he shot 38% from three point range last year on like three and a half attempts. So he protects the rim and he shoots threes. You know, he's probably like a 20, 25 minutes a game guy to start off with. But he would, he would be a decent compliment. And like I said, he's only 28 years old, not a household name. But, you know, the Raptors look like they're kind of going into rebuild mode. We'll see what happens with this Kyle Lowry stuff today. Mm-hmm. But but Chris Boucher would be interesting. You'd have to give up something, but he only has one year left. And the Raptors, like, if they don't think they can sign him back if he hits free agency, then, you know, they're likely to move him here in the next 48 hours. You want Jared Culver? Do, do I or do they? Do they? I'm saying, <laughs> oh. if you call him up, say, do you want Jared Culver? <laughs> would you like to take a Culver? I mean, you'd have to, it'd have to be Culver and like yeah. a pick Sweet or something. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, you'll throw maybe a pick. even a future first round pick. But the, I don't know. But so the intriguing thing with this name is that Chris Finch was an assistant coach on the Raptor staff before he got the job here, yeah. so he would know exactly what this guy can do as well, mm-hmm. which might help. But so the first two sound like more fun and are, are certainly names that are far more household than Chris Boucher. Yeah, Boucher is broccoli. Boucher yeah, is broccoli. But, but what I will say is Boucher might be the type of guy who could fit into a team like this and bring what they don't what they don't have, which is a desire to protect the rim. Yep. Yeah, it's like if 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 you're keeping Beasley, not that you don't need more offense, because you definitely need guys who can shoot, like they they need upgrades around the roster, but um I don't I don't think it's a necessity that you bring in someone who can also add offensive firepower. But if he can protect the rim and if you know if you're going to get him open looks, he's going to shoot 40% from three as a big man. He's probably the one on here that he's not the most fun name on here, but like he's probably the name that would help you the most for what you need, right? Yes. Rim protection, defense. He'd be kind of a three and D guy at a big man position. So, all right, name number four. Again, this is more broccoli. He's a free agent, but you could probably sign him for the mid-level exception. Jamichael Green. All right, Jamichael yeah. Green. Yeah. He's 31 years old. He's a power forward. He can shoot, block some shots. Um, the one thing that's really interesting to me is he he's kind of bounced around, but he's been with Denver, the Clippers, Memphis, I believe. 50 career playoff games, mostly with Denver and the Clippers over the past handful of years. Mm-hmm. So he just kind of brings an element of I've played in big games and I know like I know how this is supposed to feel. I know what I'm doing and you don't, yeah. so I can help you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's and he's not just a guy that like got some garbage time minutes. Like this was a dude that was, you know, putting up 12, 15 points in playoff games, playing 20, 30 minutes for the Clippers and whatnot. So uh, Jamichael Green, again, not a household name, but a guy that could come in here and be a really good compliment for 20 minutes a night to Carl Anthony Towns, help block some shots and uh, just take some pressure off. Broccoli, asparagus. Not sexy, but I do like it. But here's my question about the type of. Of broccoli. Is this the broccoli that's been shoved back in, in the bottom drawer of the fridge for a while and it's it's sort of borderline? Oh. You're like, man, should we use this broccoli? 
No, what? Or is it oh, at the is... top shelf, bro- the right. good so, stuff no, that you I just brought personal. home? I have a middle tier of what you're trying to say. There's top shelf broccoli, there's moldy broccoli, and then there's the no. easy, steamable, microwavable yeah. broccoli. <laughs> That's what we're looking at here. Right. The steamable, okay. processed, well, microwave broccoli. It's not moldy yet. My point is it's sort of borderline. You're like, should I, I don't know about this. No, this is no, no. He is. I, I think. I think he's. He's definitely fresh broccoli still. Okay, okay so we're fr- okay. He, All right, so it's good broccoli. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's I game like broccoli. Plans, so. Pulled up his, pulled up his game log last year too. I mean, he'll drop fifteen or twenty points, a handful of times a month. He'll grab some rebounds, block a couple shots, shoot some threes. Like you just, you need someone a professional. Yes. That can come in here and just play like twenty professional minutes. Let me right? remind you though that you were very excited about the acquisition last. Season of one Ed Davis <laughs> telling me what a professional he was going to be and how he was going was to and was how hacked. he was going to bring in a professional's uh, demeanor, which he which he did in the locker room. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Ed uh, had nothing left in the tank. I was hacked. So I that's what I'm asking about the broccoli for. I need to know that broccoli. You told me this is good broccoli, and I I was sick for a week. I think Ed Davis fell into the category. It's like when the Twins brought Matt Guerrier back or whatever oh, to Jason be a locker room leader. Jason right? Bartlett. It's like Jason Kubel. It's like, well, those guys have to be able to play, right? Yes, if exactly. You can't play, you can't lead. Yes. So, all right. And then the fifth name, and this is borderline realistic, is I think if he if he's going to go play somewhere else, which he, you know, he's been with the Spurs the last four years, I, and he's 35 years old, um, this this would be great for the Timberwolves, but I think he's going to want to go win a championship because I don't think he has one yet. Rudy Gay is a free agent. Mm. He's 35 years old. Mm. And like like some people think still the 10 years ago version of Rudy Gay when Memphis and maybe some other teams were trying to like build a team around him and he was a volume scorer. and No, but since he's kind of fallen into his own complementary role, He's a guy that he can guard multiple positions. He's a solid two-way player. You can you could play him at power forward. He's a little undersized, but like he works. He plays defense. He shoots well now, better than he did ten years ago. Um, but I also think he could. He's made a hundred plus million dollars playing basketball. He could probably just go sign with the Lakers for a veteran's minimum contract. Yep. Um, I think if like the Timberwolves would probably give him a lot more money than some other teams would. I just don't know if he's going to want to play for a team that can't win a championship this upcoming season. So, but I but I put him on the list cuz it would be great to have a guy like that mm-hmm. in the starting lineup for the Timberwolves, Rudy Gay. So, if you take those five names and rank them 1 through 5 in terms of of your most desirable to least, how would you rank them? Um Let me throw let me throw two bonus names in too just for fun and then I'll answer your question. Mm -hmm. I've seen Doug McDermott's name floated in the Timberwolves blogosphere. And Doogie Doogie has thrown him out a lot. Yes. He's so you know, he he fits the age like he's he's in his late twenties, so he kind of fits more like the age that you're looking for. He's a great shooter. But again, like I don't know if I want to give like a chunk of my mid-level exception to a guy that's not going to play any defense unless it's like a legit really good player like Gallinari. If I'm going to go no defense, give me give me and Gallinari can play some defense. So, I'm probably putting him in the wrong bin there. I would say oh, and then uh, another name that pops up is Tory Craig, the guy that played for both the Suns and the Bucks this year. He finished the season I believe with the Suns. Um 
and he's 30 years old, 3 and D guy, he's a free agent, more of a small forward, but that's another name I've seen sort of connected with the Timberwolves. But I would say Chris Boucher is number one on this list for me because I just think he like he can shoot, but he he can block shots. Like He just feels like a perfect fit with what you're trying to do. I would put Gallinari second because I think he's just the best overall player on this list. And then I would probably put Rudy Gay third, even though he's 35 years old and he's l- much less of a realistic acquisition because he probably wants to win a championship. Sure. And then, <laughs> so then it's basically it's Jamichael Green or Lowry Marketed. Um, I'm going to go Marketed because it'd be fun. Just a couple, just a couple praying mantises out there shooting three pointers. <laughs> and des- then Jamichael Green. Your desire to throw <laughs> basketball caution to the wind just to shoot three pointers <laughs> is admirable. I will say a lot of people are going to listen to this and say, "No, Jamichael Green should be number one because he's probably the most realistic to acquire." But you know what? I'm here. I'm here for the league pass fun too. All right. Yes, it's, very, it's quite clear, very clear. <laughs> from your from your uh, Towns Markinen combination of two guys just going to, down the court. This huge, these huge one huge man. Mm. So, question for you guys. All right, let's say mm. you know because we've sort of been anticipating something big, right? A big trade, a Ben Simmons and Gerson Rosas, friend of the show, has not been shy about saying, I want to shoot, shoot high. I just I, I want to get someone in here who can make a difference, like a superstar. So if they've if they've moved from like the Ben Simmons, even Miles Turner, uh, John Collins part of the discussion down to like a second or third tier and that's where they're operating, would you guys be wildly disappointed or would it just be, well, that's probably realistic if you want to hang on to the three core guys that you already have? Dex, go ahead. It's tough because I I don't I don't see them breaking up. Yeah, the the big three there that are their big three. I should say it's really not like a insanely talked about big three. But I think the best way to go it's about a, it's a it's a three. Yeah, we think it's, it's a big it's three. A three you know, it's, a, it's, it's insanely it's, talked it's about. It's a good. I I like you know? that phrase. Insanely talked um, about. But uh, I, right. I I think it's more realistic that they are going to have to go with this mid level exception or try to find something like to get savvy. Like you're basically gonna have to play. Like an old, not an, I don't want to make it like a Terry Ryan thing, but you're gonna have to get cute. Like you're gonna have to get really creative with how you want to get get this acquisition because I just don't see them now pulling off a big move for like Ben Simmons or even like John Collins would be my preferred one. I think that even too, be the, that would be like the number one guy I want the most. But I just the path doesn't really seem that realistic to me. I sm- I smell a trade of some sort coming though. I I think he's gonna do. Do you smell? Are you sure you're not just gassy? Um, well, it's been a long weekend, so that's very possible. That's very, very possible. That's a whole different topic. I smell a trade coming because Gerson, keep in mind, didn't do anything at the deadline, and this man loves to trade. I don't think it's probably going to be as big and substantial as we at first thought, but I I think he's going to do more than we think now. I think he's going to do something that's going to definitely change the dynamic, and bring in a guy that Chris Finch probably likes. Um, I think Beasley's in trouble here. Just as far as, I don't know if Finch likes him. He's had off-the-court problems, and I know yeah. I know that they inked him to the extension after he got in trouble, which is sort of weird. Um, but I don't know if, if he's going to be a guy that Finch wants to keep around. I would not be surprised if Beasley is involved, is the biggest name involved in, in a trade that is not huge, but substantial. Yeah. 
Yeah, you got to be careful not just giving him away, though, because he's oh, such I don't a think good give him away, dynamic think, offensive player. But I think they'll convince a team, hey, look at the stats, look at what he can do, and privately say, let's let's get him off the roster. Because there has to be some type of chemistry as well. And, and I mean, his off-the-court stuff, just it's not, it's not a good look. It's not great. I don't know how reliable that makes him. So I could see him being used n- not just basically to be jettisoned, but him being used as the primary chip in, in a decent-sized trade. Yeah. Well, we know the Timberwolves are hiring. They're hiring rim protectors. They're hiring mm-hmm. guys who can make shots, right, guys who can help them get back to the playoffs. Well, Burnsville Heating and Air is also hiring. So they've got all kinds of uh, HVAC construction sites or construction sites that are looking for HVAC installation, I should say. And they're hiring full-time workers and giving up to $2,000 sign-on bonuses. Now, we've already been tipped off that a few of you guys have applied for jobs or have gone through the interview process. And that's awesome because you heard about it through our show. So don't sleep on this if you're – if you, you, you don't want these spots to fill up uh, as you hem and haw. So – Go to BurnsvilleHeating.com and click Careers. They'll find you a job site within 10 to 20 minutes of your home. And, uh, again, it's full-time, year-round work with a lot of opportunities for overtime as well. And even if you've no- you've done nothing at all in terms of HVAC installation, they'll hire you as an apprentice. Like if you're Judd, basically, I get and you've a, done nothing. I get a sign-up bonus. Well, they'd have to train you for like yeah. five years to work God on one willing. of those Well, sites, you know but. what? Okay. <laughs> Let's say three years, and then I get my sign-on bonus. Yeah, there you go. So BurnsvilleHeating.com and click Careers. So, Five years right. of training. <laughs> Judge just, are, am I ready all to right, hold a come, hammer yet? All right, come back tomorrow. <laughs> we'll try it again. Those nails are a little tough for you, Judd. <laughs> so, all right, any other final thoughts here? This is kind of our final, like, free agency Timberwolves offseason preview yes, I've before got one. things actually start happening. If the Wolves don't make a big move. Because what Dex and I think, you know, okay, but we know there's only one true Timberwolves fan on this show, a man who, since he was a youngster, has aspired to see the L.O.B. trophy at Target Center, which, of course, it's not been. If the Wolves wolves don't (laughs) do something substantial, or the Metrodome, where they spent their first year, and I went to a bunch of games and couldn't see, um, how disappointed are you going to be? I mean, if they wind up... I'm not going to be crushed because I really like what they have going with Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. Um, I'm D'Lo looked really good the last month and a half too after the knee surgery, and so I'm, I'm they, for me they definitely get a year for that nucleus to be healthy and see what they can do together. So they, but they need at minimum like they need to add a couple of pieces that are professional rim protectors, three and D guys, like bare minimum somebody that helps you just get better and somebody that just makes your rotation more viable. Um, but, God, it would be amazing if they landed John Collins or somebody like that. It would be without giving up one of those three players. Yeah. It would be a blast. So I would. it would be a little bit of a buzzkill. But this team needs to eat its vegetables, man. Like if, if Jermichael Green is one of the moves, all right, let's eat some asparagus. Let's, let's so get he, better on defense. Yeah. Who's Carrots? Carrots. Mm. More of a Brussels sprouts guy, personally. Well, I'm okay. That I'm too. I'm just saying, if if PJ Tuck, PJ Tucker is available, he would be carrots. Well, I like PJ Tucker a lot. Then you like carrots. I do like carrots. No, no you're, these are carrots. 
I love that character. PJ Tucker, like, first of all, he's like 36. He wouldn't come here. I know that he's he's kind of a power forward. I think he still he's wants like to win. Five. I, can't, yeah. I don't know if he. But I like him a lot. I like how he plays. I liked, I liked him three years ago, and I I liked him. I liked him a lot less. He's not the year. type of guy though that you want to bring here and rely on completely. I I think he's a supp- I think he's a great supplemental piece on a team that's close, like the Bucks were. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah, but you can't then so, plant him here and be like, do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with a lot uh, of teams. I, I agree with that. Reckless speculation. All right, this is this has been your dose of reckless speculation Thursday on a Monday. Happy Timberwolves free agency day. We're going to take a deep breath and come back with some statements. On this Monday, Mackie and Judd, Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. Every season, the Olsons would gather on their dock. With all the weeds and muck, no one would go into the water, except for neighbor Larry, who would stand in there to cool off amongst the thick weeds. Hey, neighbors, Larry. But this season, the Olsons dropped a few aquaside pellets into their lakefront. After just one application, the water was crystal clear. And turns out, neighbor Larry is a free spirit and a fan of skinny dipping. Hey, neighbors. Oh, my. Who nude? New. Clear your lake or pond completely. Visit Aquaside.com. State permit may be required. Quite honestly, going through everything that we went through last year, I'm not surprised one bit. Um, I am disappointed that uh, this happened. Um, I'm frustrated with not just my football players that won't get vac- vaccinated. I'm frustrated with any everybody. So... Um, we'll just do the best we can, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's disappointing. All right, Mike Zammer. I'm, I'm sure one of us will have a statement of some kind regarding him putting his team on blast before that night practice on Saturday. But this is statements every Monday. We have a lot of pent-up takes, really. Just uh, multiple days of just stewing on our takes. And we bring them to you here on Mackie and Judd. So, boys, I'd love to start us off here. It is officially Viking season now that training camp is underway. And a lot of optimism. The defense is is reshaped. Um, I think the fact that three quarterbacks have been wiped out with COVID has put a damper on things now. And they're, and they're working out random guys from, like, St. John's. But um, I'm, I'm going to bring a little bit of a reality check statement here to the fold. My statement is, the Vikings have managed to screw up the offensive line again. I tried, I waited months. <laughs> I gave them the benefit of the wow, doubt. Wow, not even game played yet. I mean, we'll see if I'm wrong. We have, we have plenty of space on this show between old tweets exposed and accountability session Wednesdays to admit that we were wrong here. But we are now a month away from the start of the regular season. Judd has been out there with his own two eyes and his camera phone. <laughs> Documenting everything. <laughs> That's true. All right. Check out some great footage from Judd on Zabruder the score of TikTok, TikTok and Instagram I'm a accounts. TikTok but star now, sorts. Or content you are. star. You, you, you almost died producing TikTok content for us. You're welcome. But Dakota Dozier <laughs> and Drew Samia are two of the three guys competing for the starting right guard position. The third guy, Oli Udo, is a sixth-round offensive tackle who's never played a snap in the NFL and played college football in the FCS. Those are the three guys, because Wyatt Davis, unless you can shed some light that we haven't seen yet, Wyatt Davis, third-round pick, is nowhere to be found in this competition. And there certainly isn't a Joe Tooney in here, because, and that's another thing, by the way. 
all these people doing victory laps. See, you can build a roster around that Kirk Cousins contract. If he would have restructured, and I'm sure they went to him and asked for this, they could have signed Joe Tooney. Now, maybe he winds up signing with the Chiefs anyways, but like, you didn't even have an option to sign some of these top interior offensive linemen because you didn't have enough money at the time. And so now you're literally going in. Of the 90-plus guys that played guard last season in the NFL, Drew Samia and Dakota Dozier were among the five worst those are two of the worst offensive linemen in the history of Vikings football. <laughs> and they are competing for a right guard starting spot with Ole Udo, who's never played guard or anything in the NFL. Convince me that they have fixed the offensive line if this is indeed the case now that we're going into week two of training camp. I feel like, first off, that come Wednesday of this week, Declan, mm-hmm. th- there needs to be some type of Phil write that down about this. So, so well, that I we don't forget first one, I told you Dakota Dozier was going to be the starting offensive, a starting offensive okay, lineman. But I'm just saying, like, like, so I'm already right I, about that. I need you. I, I need it backed up and somehow proving that they have, because you know what? You might be right. It's weird to me. I, I don't, I can't explain it. And I can, I can shed zero light. Why it, Davis, who uh, d- did not practice Saturday, I'm assuming because he's not vaxxed and had close oh. contact to Mond. So I'm assuming that's why he didn't practice because he was practicing up until then. In fact, cross-training also as a center now as well as a guard. When I asked Zimmer on Saturday about the guard competition, he mentioned Dozier, Udo, Palmanville, <laughs> and Samia, who, by the way, I don't think he's taken the first team snap yet. So he never mentioned Davis Good. at all. He never mentioned him. So uh, I can't. I'd it's love like, to help like you out. Is... And I've been there. I can't help you out. But this is also like we, we do this in sports. And you, you tend to look at the best possible outcome when you're looking at a team, right? Yes. Look at the Twins lineup. Okay, well, if all of these guys perform at their peak capability, which they did in 2019. Yes. But the reality is they don't always perform at the peak of their capability. The Vikings, on paper, were relying, Wyatt Davis, on a third-round draft pick to be a, just jump right in and be a good, above-average starting, or just, let's say, average. non-train wreck uh, <laughs> starting offensive lineman. And the reality is, well, sometimes you draft guys in the third, fourth, fifth rounds, and they're just they're not just ready to go four months later. Look at how it worked up And that's what this they're finding. Great. I love to well, see it's, that. It's ridiculous. I still am. I'm a fan. Why is, I love why seeing is Dakota this. Dozer even on the roster? It's so stupid. And he's starting still. We're a month away from the season. This this should be much more of a story. Yes. If you would have told people in like week 15 last year. All right, you guys, I'm going to give you two choices. Week 15 next year. Uh, which is more likely? Dakota Dozier never steps foot on a Vikings practice field ever again once the season is over. Or he's starting again in week one. And you would have said, what? No way. Yeah. Well, <laughs> At a different guard position. We're going to, we'll just move him. You know what this move is? Him over here. It's literally rearranging something and it's not going to, to help. That chair yeah, looks chairs. awful. That chair deck looks chair awful the in the corner. Let's move it to the other corner and see if it looks better. Better there. Well, it's still a crappy chair. Yeppers. You know what I recommend for Dakota Dozier? I recommend he rides off into the sunset and DennisKirk.com can help him because they've got 160,000 parts and accessories in stock. Mm. If you like to take advantage of riding season, if you want to ride your way from Egan to literally anywhere else. The CFL? Uh, Dennis Kirk. Can I go to the play for uh, the, the Edmonton team or Calgary or the Blue Bombers in Winnipeg perhaps? Oh, man. Uh, order by 8 
p.m. and DennisKirk.com ships the same day, and shipping is free for orders over $89. When the open road calls, head to DennisKirk.com. All right. All right. Got that off my chest. I'm filled with Viking statements. Mm-hmm. Some are good, some are bad, but you know what? After that, I'm going good. Okay. Okay, this is going to be the rare go Zolgad going against type character, and I am going to give you a positive because I feel like this team should still be very good, and there's a lot of things to like. We talked about this briefly on, I believe, Purple After Dark last night. And I will bring it to the table again because I think it's worth being extremely excited about. Justin Jefferson will be a top five wide receiver in the National Football League by the wow. end of this season. So this these feels lists, like a write that down like, prediction yeah, sort of blending thing. into statements here. Well, yeah, I feel but, like but, you but I mean, it's, this. It, it's like, I probably can't be, but it's. We've seen these lists right now, right? These top tens. And, like, he's not on them. And there are times where being upset about that is a homer take. And it's like, just calm down. It's going to be fine. Justin Jefferson is legit. And he's going to have a great year. And he is going to establish himself, one, as a top five guy in this entire league. And second, we will... In training camp next year, no longer be talking about Jefferson Thielen as if it's a law firm. Justin Jefferson <laughs> is going to be the only real partner. This I can't tell you. So Diggs was really good, and he was a fifth-round pick, and he turned himself into a great player. But until the day he left, there were conversations and fans in this town who like debated, well, it's still Thielen and Diggs then, right? Or, or it's really close. I always said that I thought Diggs was the the better player, but I don't know that if I that I had absolute right to be like you're wrong on this. Justin Jefferson, absolutely, by the end of this year, will be the number he'll be number one A, B, and C when it comes to receivers on this team. That's a positive. They have uh I I think I agree. Like I just unless he gets hurt or something, knock on wood, mm-hmm. he's gonna be a top five receiver. Or unless they just don't get in the ball enough. Like, there's some things that could happen. But when you zoom out, too, and look at this group of wide receivers, Jefferson, Thielen is still amazing. Um, D.D. Westbrook might be your three, but K.J. Osborne's having a great camp. And we haven't even really talked much about Marcet Smith, the Iowa uh, wide receiver that's in the mix here, too. And, he, and he's been talked about as maybe the number three wide receiver. So, like, if, if you roll into the season, you've got Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Westbrook, Osborne, and Marcet Smith as your five. Some great upside in there. Wait, and, hold on a uh, second. Some talent. I think you missed a name. Hold on. I just wrote those down. Where's Declan's guy? Chad Beebe. Oh, no. He's going to make the team, but by the Sorry, way. I, I only get 240 team. characters they kept seven for, my, last for my year. takes. They kept seven last year. I looked it up. They kept seven receivers out of camp? Yeah. They kept seven. Oh, I write what? that down to hit. I counted them off up. this team. Yep. So they kept Jefferson, Thielen. Well, they kept Tajay Sharp, who's gone. Tajay Sharp, BC Johnson, Chad Beebe, KJ Osborne. That's six. Uh, Chisney. And then. Okay. Chis- yeah. Was listed as a receiver. He okay. was kept around. Interesting. They kept seven. Right. But yes, the top of this depth chart is really good. And you have, to me, an unquestioned superstar at the very top. Yeah, hard to disagree. Mm-hmm. All right, my Viking statement. It's back to the Phil's side of doom and gloom. I'm sorry. After that great positivity on Justin Jefferson. My statement is, my statement is, I'm starting to have doubts. I'm starting to have doubts in this Vikings team. 
This offensive line I love is already it. a disaster. There's been three camp practices. There's been we're already three just like, oh, Where's the alarm? Sound the alarm, oh, Phil. Sound, sound yeah. all the alarms. Sound the alarm. Sound it. <laughs> we're running around the SpongeBob meme. Everyone running around in a fire. This is that. That is my head right now over this last week. Put weekend. down the skull. Put down the skull and leave the building. Put TCO the, Performance put the Center down. will blow up in ten, nine, eight. <laughs> okay. Before. Before Declan even continues, isn't this a cla- like this is classic Minnesota sports <laughs> trauma yes. insecurity? You know, like we've been scarred from a, a young age, especially if you grew up in the eighties, nineties, like Declan and I. You didn't see any change. Well, I guess if you grew up in the seventies, you saw scarring as well, right? But like, you know, this is it. Like one thing bad happens, and we're like, well, blow it all up, <laughs> screw it, it's all over. Well, you, oh, Phil, you just declared the offensive line is completely not fixed. I stand by that. I stand <laughs> yeah, by that. I mean, that. between the and two I of you, I'm done. The op- Go Packers. The offensive line. Yes, and that's another reason. Rodgers is back. Like I, I, there, There's so many things that are now working <laughs> against love, this team. I love this, Declan. And everyone who says, all oh, the defense is fixed, it's top 10 again. Are, are we sure we're just plugging and playing a 31-year-old cornerback and just saying, oh, it's Patrick Peterson, everything's fine? No. no it's a disaster. <laughs> you have you have two guys in the offensive and the nose tackle, one who hasn't played football in two years. You're just going to sign all these guys, and all of a sudden you're back to being a competent defense again? Best case scenario, <laughs> this defense is 15th in the NFL. I honestly think that's the best case. This I am starting to panic. This is not... <laughs> Starting, I, I am. I am starting to panic. I am. Com- I am Get I under am the table. I'm panicking, dude. You what? You've gone too far. No. What do you mean? The best case scenario for the defense is fifteenth. The deep nothing. Nothing's happened to the defense so far, right? Like the things well, that have happened have been the quarterbacks are on the COVID list. Defense. You could have brought this up in July, in July or nope, June. I, yes, I mean you're all right. I, but all you're, I needed was to schedule about a dozen TikTok and Instagram videos and see all your tweets on Saturday to realize that I am now starting to panic. I mean, I will say this. Cam <laughs> Dantzler did not look good. See? But I don't think he's going to start. Oh, great. Then who else is going to? Breland. Oh, great. Okay. It's I think Rashad Breland and, and Peterson are going to start outside. And and so how did you talk about in the Saturday practice, Cam Dantzler looked bad? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but I mean, he's also going against really good players, too. So in fairness like, like to him. Like Jake Browning? Like... Thielen and Jefferson. My Wait, God, so, why am I the one so, calling so people? Should, what, what's going on here? No problem. This is a Monday morning. Adams. It'll be completely I drank fine. way too much surly last night to be calming you two jokers down. Okay, Panicking. so all right, I'm I'm I wasn't going to go nearly as far as Declan there. <laughs> all right, but I but I do have a similar statement. A similar statement. The NFL will fold this <laughs> <Yeah>. season. <laughs> the Vikings will move to Canada. <laughs> We'll just drive five hours north. Um, God. My statement is nothing can ever just be normal for the Vikings for more than like five minutes. Yep. You know, you thought you thought, yep. okay, they what were the things that were that were gonna maybe be derailments this summer, right? Well the the Daniel Hunter strife and contract and coming back from neck surgery could be a problem and maybe a couple other things here and there. And uh they they solve that, right? Like they're probably gonna get Brian on Neil a contract extension and of course like Within five minutes of training camp, you know, we find out that Christian Derrissaw is not fully healthy. And then we find like there's other guys that are banged up. And then like 75 percent of the quarterbacks are going to be out all week because of uh, being on COVID protocol list. It's like it can't. And and that, you know, could we have foreseen that? Probably. But I don't know. Nothing can ever just be smooth sailing and normal. They can't. They couldn't have just gone through a month of camp and everything feels good. And Kirk's looking great and everything like there's got to be this weird COVID cloud now hanging over the organization. It's just ridiculous. So nothing can ever just be normal for the Vikings is my statement. 
This is unbelievable. All right. Positive statement number two on the Vikings, because people need this. It's a Monday. You two guys, doom and gloom. Wait till Wednesday. That's when I unload. All right. Positive statement number two. Yes, that's right. This is Judd Zolgad. Score north. I'm positive here. My statement is this. Daniil Hunter is on the move, but I mean that in a good way. Zimmer confirmed in the press conference Saturday what we've seen is going to be the norm. He did not dismiss it. He did not try and bury it, downplay it. He said Daniil Hunter will absolutely move from left end at times to right end. I think there's a potential he might stand up at times as well. I'm not sure there. But the point being is Mike was not like, oh, we're just experimenting with some stuff, but he's our left end. He said no. He, he said we need to have him in different positions so that it's not as simple for opponents to put a tight end to chip him. We need to cause confusion. So if you're like, well, the Vikings were – Right end position is sort of unstable, and we don't know who's going to play there. I got news for you. If they don't go out and get an improvement there, or a player does not emerge in camp, which is very, it's very possible that a player does not emerge and become, you know, just this, oh my God, we can't believe that this guy is playing this well. Daniel Hunter will be playing both ends at different times, and I That's love smart. this. I love yep. this. And I also think. I just, and this is just a a guess, not something that Mike said. I also think that they took a long look at what offenses and defenses are doing now. I think this might be the year that we see consistent creativity from this defense. And so, because Mike's got his principles, right? Like the A-gap, things like that. I don't think they're going away. But I think that Hunter moving is also going to be the start. Of confusing offenses more and not just saying what we do fundamentally works. Is this going to be more of like an amoeba defense, do you think? That's, that's what I'm saying. Amoeba defense is coming. I think it might be a little bit. I'm serious. And Hunter moving around could be a nightmare. The amoeba defense is one of my favorite football terms and concepts. It's, it's like there's 11 guys out there. Did you know where they're going to be? They're all faceless, numberless. Yep. You don't know who's coming. Zone oh. blitz. You got zone blitzes. You got four, three teams playing three, four. The amoeba <laughs> angle is outstanding. It really is. Um, I love the idea of just like who. If you go into a game and there's just an obvious weak link side of an opposing team's offensive line, right? You got some rookie starting at a tackle position, then Daniil Hunter should just line up over that guy. If there's just a guy that Daniil Hunter can beat five different times yeah, per quarter, right? right? Like, it. just do it. It's I don't understand why. I, I mean, I guess I do because defenses are so much based on principles and keys and structure and things like that, right? But like on offense. If you identify, if the Green Bay Packers identify a bad cornerback or someone that's just getting beat on a regular basis, guess where Devontae Adams lines up, right? They break the huddle and they look over and say, where's that guy? Well, Devontae Adams is going to go stand across the field from him, right? Mm-hmm. And there's no reason why the Vikings can't do that with Daniil Hunter as well. Uh, all right, let's go back to Declan here. I've got, I'm done with Viking statements. I don't know if you guys, I got that one was more. very therapeutic. I got okay. one more. I'm still full of bleep and vinegar, uh, so I have one more. Yeah, you're incredible today. All right. You're so young to be this jaded. I, I love it. And I want to bring Very this back to the you. table, especially after the Zimmer clip. Uh, after Saturday, I never, ever want to hear the situations hold Kirk Cousins back. How many times have Kirk Cousins' stance talked to us, 
have talked to the world and said, well, his offensive line isn't working. Well, his defense stunk last year. This didn't work out for him. He needs to be in play action. He needs to be in bootlegs. All these things that are just honestly normal conversations that we all can have and we can disagree or agree or what on, but we, 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 we can all understand that. On Saturday with him basically choosing not to get a vaccination and now hurting his team, I don't ever want to hear that the situations are holding him back when his own selfish reasons have now held his team back for training camp and for it could happen again, obviously, this season as well. I never want to hear any time someone tries to tell me that a, that a situation is holding him back after what happened on Saturday with his own personal decision, he held his team back. So that is the last time I want to hear that, and that is my statement on it. We don't have to get more in an anti-vax conversation, but I just want to make sure that's very, very clear that that's the last time I want to hear something about Kirk Cousins well, and I, things I think, holding him back. I think it's it's fair to say, and this is what a lot of people have been saying, you, you, you should be free to make your own decision. And you are like yeah, Kirk right. is free and he has been free to make his own decision. And Adam Thielen and other players, Sheldon Richardson, Harrison Smith, you're free to make your own decisions. The league is free to try and make sure that as many players are on the field as possible. Right. And so the league has made its decision, putting protocol in place. So everyone knows what the parameters are. And this is, you know, this doesn't have to get into like a philosophical debate about, um, your own personal beliefs on vaccines. I think people largely know like where we stand on different things, and we try not to push those on people. But in the case of football, right, there's a chance based on NFL protocols that Kellen Mond, who tested positive but is vaxxed, could be back on the practice field before Kirk Cousins, who is unvaxxed, because you have to sit out minimum five days since the contact point. And as a result, the Vikings are literally – they have one quarterback this week at practice, and so today – they're working out a former St. John's Division Three quarterback and a guy named Case Cookus, who played for Northern Arizona, I want to say, last year and spent some time in Broncos camp. Like, they're just looking for random dudes yeah, throw who played college football to throw footballs in practice this week, a month before the season starts. And mm-hmm. as Mike Zimmer said, you know, again, like, this is from a football perspective. What happened on Saturday could easily and probably will happen before a game in which, like, all of a sudden... What was the team last year that had to start a wide receiver and quarterback? Denver. Denver. Yeah, Saturday, positive test. Mm -hmm. The entire quarterback room, which is basically what happened here. Yep. And so, again, like, we could get into, like, you know, what the science says or what articles you read and, like, you know, how many breakthrough cases are there? How protected are you really from the Delta variant and all that stuff? Or we could put that aside and say, based on NFL protocol, if you are not vaccinated and you come in close contact with somebody who has COVID— you have to sit out. If you are vaccinated, you don't. That's what the NFL's line has been. And the Vikings just run the risk of having this happen more than some other teams because of the key players that aren't vaxxed. It's a fact. And that's why the catchphrase for 2021 holds up perfectly. No excuses for anything. So, like, it can't be like, well, we missed three guys because of COVID. No, the expectations are you're going to win and win a lot. Um Unless you literally have guys getting hurt who can't play, you know, well, the right guard wasn't perfect. I don't care anymore. Well, the left tackle, I mean, no, I don't care anymore. Uh, there are it. There are zero excuses. And by the way, if you're not good, people will be fired this time. It's not going to be another mulligan year. Let's try again. So, so that's why I think across the board, from COVID to football decisions, everything, there are no excuses. You should contend for, and in my opinion, win the division. 
Uh, real quick, boys. We've been hard on the Minnesota Twins. I like what they did at the trade deadline. I'll give you sort of two statements rolled in one here, all right? Mm-hmm. I hate the fact that the Twins put themselves in a position to have to trade Jose Barrios so quickly after they were the greatest home run hitting team in baseball history in 2019. I cannot believe that they were this train wrecky in 2021. Um, but I think they did a good job in that trade. And if you want to go to Target Field and at least hang out in the coolest bar in the Twin Cities, which is Target Field, they are set to host the White Sox, Rays, Brewers, Cubs, and more this month. Plan your trip to Target Field to see the Twins in action. Enjoy the excitement from the stands. Twinsbaseball.com slash tickets. Twinsbaseball.com slash tickets. Now that you guys have had some time to digest the deadline, I guess I'm a little perplexed. Like, why didn't you just give Andrelton Simmons away? Why is Michael Pineda still Why was still Michael here? Pineda starting yesterday was my big question. Um, okay, so off that point and of the opponents that you mentioned who are going to be coming here in the next month or so, why didn't the Twins, why didn't the 2019 Twins do exactly what the 2021 White Sox did? The White Sox are going for it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They've got a lot of young players. Dude, mm-hmm. they're bullpen right now. I know. Kimbrell, Hendricks, Hendrick. Michael Kopich. Yep. Like, they what? got the guy from the Cubs as well, besides Kimbrell. But look at what the White Sox did. Like, they, they just basically said, bleep it. We are all in. We have a opportunity the, right now. The, the Blue Jays did, too. The Blue Jays I know, added but five I mean, what, relievers but that make Jose you, Barrios. But doesn't that make you jealous? Like, that's what we wanted. Not, we got Sam Dyson. Oh, great. Good for you. That's what, that's okay, what that's... we wanted to see. Like, you're having this historic year. And it's unbelievable. And it's so much fun. And you could have gone out and gotten more pitching. You could have avoided... Quite simply, Randy Dobnik starting Game Two in Yankee Stadium. Um, but don't. But doesn't it make you, if not mad, jealous to see what the, the White Sox and Toronto yeah. did, and yeah. what wasn't done here in a historic home run hitting season? Yeah, no, it, it's the ultimate lesson, and we should we should actually devote more time to it, maybe on tomorrow's show too, and just in terms of like, you can't you can't guarantee yourself a window. You can't nope. you can't be. You can't be hopefully planning for three years down the road when you have a chance to win right now. You can't You can't do both. And I get that it's risky. And you can make those trades. Look at the, the Brewers one time. Didn't they They trade like three top prospects for CC Sabathia yes, the, and got bounced out right away? It's like, but, but, it, was still fought, but it was still great. They yeah, went for I it. I think one, one of those prospects, I think, was Matt Laporta, who was, was like a top 10 baseball American was, guy, and he flamed out. Yep. He flamed out. Mm-hmm. So I got one more. Okay. I got one more, too. Uh, Dex, Dex, rise up just a little bit so, so that we can all see your T-shirt. Rise okay. Up. And here's my statement as Dex shows you his glorious T-shirt. Can we get this the bleep done? Kirill Kaprizov, can we please get this done? I feel like that's more of a question than a statement. Okay, hold on I'll a get second. Get this the bleep done. I'll rephrase. For the <laughs> get this the bleep done. What is going on here? Um, if you're not going back to Russia, Kirill, if you're not going to play for CSKA Moscow, your options are limited. Billy Guerin, my guy, friend of Judd's Hockey Show. Friend of the show. Um, you probably are going to have to sign Kirill, the guy right there, with with very suitable and fitting dollar signs on his glasses. You're probably going to have to sign him to a contract that is shorter than you want. Three or four years, okay? But let's get this done. Let's stop the angsty, I don't know what's going on here yet. He's not going to another team in the National Hockey League. 
I don't know how Dex feels about this, but I've grown tired of something that shouldn't be a controversy. Right. Um, and I understand that someday this will be a problem. And I also get that someday he might walk. But that day is almost certainly not going to be now. So let's wrap it up, as they say. Yes, I absolutely agree. Uh, I think it's time just to get this contract done. And would it be nice for him to be here six, seven years? Of course it would be. But for right now, the Wilds window is three. It's 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 right now, and it's three to four years. So if, if Kirill Kaprizov, I think I proposed this, Judd, this question a few weeks ago on a hockey show. If you told me it's a guarantee that Kirill Kaprizov only signs a three-year contract, and one of those three years we get to go to the Stanley Cup. We get to go to the Stanley Cup, and who knows what happens, but we'll go to the Stanley Cup. And if he wins it, great, and he bounces, goodbye. Or just give me six years of Kirill with the complete unknown of what could happen. Could there be an injury? Could Fiala get hurt? Could Kirill get hurt? Could your goaltending be a disaster? This stuff, this stuff with Kirill right now and the Wild it has to happen right now. So a, a short-term contract, if it's three, four years, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Yeah, yes, it's, 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 a weird, it's a weird game of hardball in that like the player is saying, I totally want to be here. I just don't want to be here. It's it's so opposite from most contract negotiations where like the player usually wants the eight, ten year commitment, right? And the team is like, I don't know if we can get married, but we can keep dating for three more years. And this is flip flopped. Yeah. Or like the the players like the, the wire are like, no, we will only do this if it's an eight year contract. And the player's like, how about three? And the wire are like, no, it must be marriage. <laughs> Let's just I get know, it I, done. I think just yeah, three, four year deal if you want. And it's it's not a guarantee that he's gone after three or four years. Correct. You can still resign him. So I'm with you guys. Let's 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 make this thing happen, Billy. Thank you, Declan, for yeah. your help with Billy. the show. All right. I have one more statement. And the statement is the deed is done. On Sunday. <laughs> Congratulations. August first, two thousand twenty one, the day of our Lord. Declan Robert Goff finally broke 100 wow, at dude. Gross National Golf Course in St. Anthony. Wow. Shot a 99, had to hit a six-foot putt on 18 to sink it. Knee knocker. That's and I needed tough. it. I absolutely needed it. <laughs> it's a very friendly course. The entire fairway is basically concrete, so you get a good 100-yard run the moment that ball lands. Um, every drive so your was drives straight. were at least a buck forty then. Uh, probably a buck sixty. Probably like a buck sixty. <laughs> Everything. I did not have a poor like every drive I had was on a fairway. It did not go far. I was not hitting bombs per se, but every nope. drive was a fairway finder. It was straight down the middle every single time. Some good chips, some bad chips, but I flirted with danger. Fifty one on the front, forty eight on the back, ninety nine. Wow, dude! Finally broke one hundred. How does it feel when? Okay, when you were standing over that six foot putt, oh, I was. What was nervous. the gallery like? Did you were there a bunch of people drinking beers well, up on the? We thought perch, about like, this, and now I, and I'm, I'm having I'm having buyer's remorse, and we should have done it. My buddy did say like I think we need to be like streaming you on eighteen on your score north. Like we should put it on score north and see what happens. Oh, I like that. We yeah, should have done absolutely. that. Absolutely, absolutely oh, should have done that. Oh yeah, you should have done it. I should have done it. Uh, maybe I'll do it the next. My goal, my my realistic goal, was back to back rounds by the end of the year of ninety nine or lower of breaking one hundred. So the first round is done. Um, if I do it again, we'll see what happens. But yes, there was a very nervousness. Both my buddies were in front of the pin. They gave me a good line too. They kind of helped me out with my putt because I because this was not a gimme putt by any means. Was it means. a breaker? It was a breaker. Just a little to the right. If anything, I think we were inside the right cup just a little bit. And I Dude. sunk it and I got it in there and I broke it. It was a very very you know, good the, feeling. This is the best thing about golf is that whether it's Declan trying to break a hundred for the first time or whether it's Colin Morikawa at the British Open standing over like a must make. 
par putt to stay a stroke in front on the brightest stage you can be on. Everyone feels the same pressure. <laughs> like, like you feel pressure yeah. when you're putting a six-foot putt to break 100 for the first time based on where you're at in your golf game. Yes. You know, I'll never forget. So, so um, I broke, I, sh- I shoot, you know, 90s golf. I've broken 90 a handful of times in my life playing golf. So I, I love golf. I'm not that great at it. And um, we were playing Keller, which I believe hosted a PGA championship like in the 1940s yeah. out in the West Metro. Yep. And it's just a beautiful old school course. Mm-hmm. And I could I could sense that I was close to I wasn't like meticulously counting up my score on the back nine. Like I, I knew that I knew what my front nine score was and I knew that I was. So I, I got to 18 and I finally added it up and I was like, holy crap, double bogey or better, double bogey or better on the 18th. And I got this thing. And I immediately clammed up, like hooked my drive out of bounds, re-tee, you know, and I wind up like, I think I triple bogeyed. But but you feel that same pressure yes. when you're trying to break a milestone for the first time. Yes. And it's so much fun. That was Congratulations. Very, thank to you. Way Declan. to go, Declan. It finally breaking happened. Breaking a hundo for the first time. Um, you know what? I'll tell you, you'd probably be breaking a hundred a lot more if mm-hmm. you went to PXG Minneapolis, you think, South Hill. Do you think I'd give me a PXG putter? Because that is the next upgrade I need. I literally use a mini putt putter that is older than me. It is, it is you a know what? embarrassing Sorry, putter. P- P- PXG is all about bombs. They don't even make putters. Even no, better, because the, the drivers, even the second, that's the second thing I need. So both of them can help me out. Or a hybrid. I think I'm looking for the clubs. next thing. I got new irons, and I like my irons. Oh, okay. But I, I do need some, P- I think I need a little PXG, a little yeah. supplement to my game like to, to, to keep you this under a hundred. Yeah, I think I should. Stop in South Hill Center, pxg.com slash Minneapolis, Golfer's Paradise, and they'll help you. Whatever you're trying to break 100, trying to break 70, PXG can help you out with all of those things. So I believe that's a wrap on statements here, boys. Yeah, you guys, doom and gloom on the Vikings today. Judd Zolgan comes in as the purple Kool-Aid drinking... Guy. I had to bring it back full circle to bring it about me at the end of the weekend statements. But yes, I am panicking. I am very much panicking. Well, Declan's more panicked than I am. I'm more just like mad at the offensive line still being I'm the same panicking. guys fighting for a, a roster spot. But I'm not because know. I'm convinced that the quarterback can overcome the adversity that he ordinarily does not because this year there's no excuses. No. What do you, I think he overcomes a lot of adversity. Greatest quarterback of all time, just held back by his coaches and teammates for 10 years. Uh, all right, that's a wrap on Mackie and Judd. <laughs> Daily Minnesota sports entertainment. Oh, no. We want titles. And Richard we'll Mackie is what we call him now. <laughs> this holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.